particular ideas of him that seem to resonate with you, ideas that you could then take and pursue, again, basically without thinking about him? I think the, the idea of just of having enough of anything in modern culture is, is difficult. There's just something about reading his book and his being able to imagine enough of anything. I think that's a real dilemma in modern culture is can you imagine enough of anything, enough money, enough love, enough technological gadgets? There's just kind of a, an overarching never-enoughness in our culture. When I read Thoreau, I hone in on what enough is. Would Thoreau, do you think, given the differences between his time and ours, have understood the search that you've undertaken? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this idea of self-knowledge and self-awareness was important to him. That's why when he was invited to join Fruitlands or Brook Farms, those experimental communities at the same time, um, he said no. He said, my journey is, is in. My journey is self first. And so this kind of journey of self-knowledge this essay that he gave in the Lyceum series all around Concord in the 1850s, this essay called Walking, in it he talks about the idea of sauntering, and there's two etymologies that he uh, uses there. The first is Saint Etere, which is Holy Lander, and the second one is Sans Terry, without land. And he talks about what it means to saunter or what it means to walk, which was one of the primary things he did. This idea of the saunterer as a holy lander that is constantly on a journey to the holy land but never arrives, I think, is a good metaphor for how he viewed life and how he viewed the world. And then this other etymology that he has, sans terre, means without land or without home. Uh, so the saunterer is at home everywhere. His idea of, of the wild has little to do with the idea of the wilderness. The wild was this sense of inherent relatedness of the human being to the natural world, being what uh, Emerson called part and parcel of the natural world. You go on to say that the quiet that Thoreau often writes about is death, but maybe it's death the way nature thinks about it instead of death the way we think about it, more green than brown, if you will. Yeah, that idea of continuity the death becomes life and this kind of uh, circular notion of the natural world, which was, I think, Thoreau understood very well when his friend Ralph Waldo Emerson's son, Waldo, died um, at five years old very abruptly from scarlet fever. Thoreau's response was that death is a law and not an accident. It is as common as life. When we look over the fields, we are not saddened because the particular flowers or grass will wither nor the law of their death is the law of new life. So it is with the human plant. And so then he goes into this and you see again how he sees the human being as part and parcel of the natural world. You know, the one thing that he missed, as far as I can tell, was family. He didn't have children as you do. And one of the things that glows in your book is how often when thinking about Thoreau or thinking about your cabin, you're thinking about your children and your family. I kind of had fun with it, you know, trying to imagine what it would have been like if Thoreau had kids. Uh, <laughs> but part of the, you know, there's three kids and, you know, going to soccer practice and theater, all the runarounds that parents do with their kids. But part of the reason I wanted to think about that was to open the book to other kinds of people, you know, to folks who, who can't go to the woods, because most of us can't, you know. And so what you learn in the cabin, you have to take with you wherever you go. 
you don't need to leave home. You know, this whole idea that the wild is wherever you locate yourself, if you can see it. Was he lonely, do you think? He celebrated aloneness. Yeah. You know, people often talk about aloneness versus loneliness. Aloneness being a physical state and loneliness being an emotional state. And in his books, particularly in Walden, he seems very happy alone. Like he really owns his solitude and is very at home with it. But when you read the journal, you know, there's two million words full of journals over many years. I think there's a more honest and personal portrayal of Thoreau comes out that you don't get from the books which are so intensely distilled. I mean, even his journals are revised many times, but um, I think there's a more intimate revelation of some of his some of his struggles or darker times. I suppose for a writer, Thoreau must set a great example in many ways, because we tend to think of Walden, and I know you did as well, as a book that has a, a sort of day-by-day...